Welcome to Screenfish Radio. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we are talking about Barbarian, uh, the horror film that is currently on Disney Plus uh, after a very brief theatrical run. And I am thrilled today to have, uh, well, just three wonderful people on. Um, Yes. Uh, Catherine Erskine, Daniel Moran, and Jason Ty. Thank you all for coming on. I really do appreciate it. No worries. Oh. <laughs> no problem, Bob. <laughs> um, the story of a young woman who discovers the rental home that she booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. As always, this podcast is rated S for spoilers, and believe me, if you haven't seen the film, uh, you need to do that before this. The less you know going in, the better. So we'll wait. Okay, are you back now? Okay, great. Uh, now, I would love to hear what you all think of Barbarian. I mean, in 104 minutes, I'm really pleased just how much story and lore this movie had <laughs> and just how effective the the horror was and in many ways that reflects like different other horror movie tropes and uh i i loved it i just loved it hmm. yeah that is high praise <laughs> <laughs> it was so good <laughs> very cool jay jt Oh, I think it was really good, and yeah, it definitely plays on like the typical horror movie trope, especially in the beginning where every step, uh, like in the house and like proceeding for like, I think a good hour, she's doing like everything like a smart person, or, like quote unquote smart person would do, like the viewer would do, like in that situation, and then like she's like facing obstacles on the way, and then even at one point when they're talking about like her coming over. And uh, him, he's like, it, she's like, if the situation had been reversed, like, I would have just like said, no, you're not coming in here. Uh, and it's like going through like the faces, I mean, it's not faces, but I guess the troubles that like a woman would go through in situations like this. Uh, and then more tropes. And then it was really scary, of course. It was like the scariest horror movie I've ever seen, I think. Wow, that's a huge praise. I think so. The scariest Scary. horror movie you've ever seen. Yeah, Man. I started in theaters. Maybe it's a different experience if you're just like in, at home or it's just like, hmm. like it's super uneasy. Like the scenes where yeah. she's in the basement is like the claustrophobia. Yeah. yeah Maybe I'm just claustrophobic and that like really. See, and I, I agree. I think it was scary. It had great jump scares. It had great like build up and that at that like aura of creepiness. I watched it on a laptop at home, but I still like silent screamed a couple times. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> I was texting yeah. with Steve about something and then like kind of like threw the, the thing out of my hands. But I mm. thought the whole time she was being an idiot. <laughs> really? I was like, really? Okay. Wow. So you come to this house in the middle of the night. And it's like, yeah, I get it. You're tired. You're like, I think she was being kind of smart at the beginning. Like, locked the door and everything. And... Well, she, okay, in the end, she locked the door, but I'm like, you're putting yourself in just so many bad situations. Like, first of all, this guy's like, come in. And 
she goes in and he's offering her drinks and I was like smart you're not drinking any of it like good for you (laughs) but then she like goes into the back bedroom I'm like you're trapped and then she goes in and has like you know goes into have a shower I'm like you're trapped so and he was being so like I could see that they were trying to make it so that he was like overtly trying to be like I'm a good guy like even when he went and said yeah I'll show you my listing she still went in and like trapped herself I would have waited at the door and been like go get your phone and come back and when she called one hotel room and they said they were booked and he's like oh yeah there's a conference and I'm like okay I would be checking a lot more but Mm. she did have that like little bit of safety and kind of that stranded thing so I thought she was a little bit dumb I thought there was things that I I would have just, I would have been like, oh, sorry. And then like gone to like a major hotel and started calling hotels, you know, like I probably wouldn't have come in, but he was so much trying not to be creepy that he was so creepy. Like they did that really good. Like I didn't open it so you could see me open it because I didn't want you to think I put anything in it. So her having the room and like staying the night, I'm like, even behind a closed door, you're still kind of. I probably wouldn't have slept if I ended up staying, but it had that air of creepiness that I really liked. And I did think it was a very good, scary movie. I would recommend it, especially since I thought it was going to be like a Xena warrior princess movie because of the name. And hmm. I didn't know what I was going into on Disney plus. Exactly. Horror movies on Disney plus. Yeah. Well, through Fox through. Oh, right. Okay. That makes more sense. Cause there was another scary movie advertised after yeah. But the dark I could see how you would have like jumped so much in the theater um and it is kind of creepy because to be honest when I lived in Alberta I was thinking about this and I had a house in a small town and when you went into the basement you went like down a ladder and then it was just all oh, wow. yeah and it was all dirt uh-huh. and there was like rooms cut out in the dirt like not the way they had it there but like I had never seen anything like that before growing up in a city my whole life. So it made me think of that and like how far underneath you can tunnel. Do you ever go to the basement? Yeah, we had to because the hot water heater broke. And so the neighbor came in and I looked down and I was like, I'm not going down there. And then my, like the people were like, oh, come, it's, it's interesting. And there were two, there was like a little room that they had literally, it was all cut out of earth. There was no cement or anything. And then there was another bigger, I guess, storage area, but it was just a round circle. So then when I was alone in the house, I would put, I would put a chair on top of the, cause it's in the ground. Like it was a hatch because I was so scared of it. You're, you're doing what the woman in the film did. That's exactly what she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She put it, no, she left the door open. She put a chair there. She's like, oh, this is fine. That's what like, you did on the outside when to keep it open or to yes. like justin yeah, long is the one that, that pulls I the put chair, the chair there to lock it close oh, if anyone okay. tried to climb out of it while i was alone you did the opposite you're you like i'm staying in here that's <laughs> the reverse barbarian <laughs> yeah exactly but i didn't understand like i thought there was like a ghostly aspect of it but with the doors mm-hmm. closing and locking but i guess that wasn't true okay I, yeah you think so no i thought it was just an old door she was way too far into the basement i I thought you meant at night though i do think you're right 
Because there is that early scene, you see a shadow move down the hall, if I'm mm, correct. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Am I right I on just, that? Yeah. 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 And we I know she can leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we know she can. It was very ambiguous. I don't think I had any idea where this was going to go. Even Me just either. like the trailer alone, all you got was Bill Skarsgård, the it guy, looking so untrustworthy, nice guy. That's and it's like... This could go anywhere, and like, I I like just the the many twists it came with it because I'm watching it as a guy, and I, I watched it at a drive-in theater with with my partner, and it's like <laughs> the way we're perceiving how we how we'd be in that situation with Keith, the Bill Skarsgård's character, and I'm thinking like, wow, what in this guy? And then she's like, I don't trust him. And it's like, oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> And like I think it it's I, I give it high praise because it wasn't just like a really well shot horror movie, but it gave me a lot of questions and I told Jason my thoughts, like there's a lot of intelligent things that came along in the in the writing. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I put it next to get out as well, because it's 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 giving you like some social commentary on gender norms that actually made me think a lot about uh, what's trying to say yeah because you're always on your guard no matter what right like like from I a woman's def- perspective yeah I think from a woman's perspective like I would have been terrified that he was in there I might have even like left the balcony and run and figured it out later then but even just entering the home I'm like that second that door is closed yeah you're on your own like he yeah. can do whatever he wants to you and clearly it's not an area that has a lot of people in it Mm-hmm. So well, they, she, uh, she didn't know. She didn't know in the beginning. It was only true. after like sleeping that. over, and she saw like how <laughs> how desolate uh, the street was. But um, I, yeah, I thought she was being smart when she found his license in the yeah in the thing and took a picture. I was like, that's exactly what I would do. But I would send it to a person with my location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah. what a lot of I do with my friends, right? If they're going somewhere they haven't been before, like meeting up with someone they haven't been, it's like, okay, like, give me the name and the location. So if anything happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a buddy system. Mm-hmm. That's what she was missing. She needed like a buddy system. But it's weird that the only reference we got was like she had like a toxic partner and that kept bothering her. But I kind of wanted to, her to have like an actual buddy. Like, you know, in horror movies, when someone's going to go alone and they tell the friend and then the friend comes in and then like often time like that friend will get murdered. Yeah. Just because like, like out of curiosity, they were, they went there for like just for their friend's safety, but that didn't happen. She had, if she had listened to that, <laughs> which she did exactly what I would have done, which was run and lock the door and call the cops. But like the, <laughs> the guy may should be, should have approached her a little gently rather than running up to her. Hey girl. Yeah. Yeah. get out of that house <laughs> poor guy but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really well done i think <laughs> that bottle i can't get that bottle out of my mind because of the hairs that were <laughs> oh, on it oh. like the hairs that were on the nipple of it and i was like yeah but yeah again <laughs> i really like the twist that you were saying like it jumped from like that to like oh now jason long's in a convertible and great we're happy everything's bright and sunny yeah. and then jumps back to the 50s i guess where it all began <laughs> it was the 80s they, the- men- they mentioned the reagan era 
Okay, it, yes. Okay. I'm really young, okay. so I I don't know the no. eras, but <laughs> whatever. Born in the uh, Reagan era anyway. That's fine. But then yeah, how it all started and finding out that's what did it. I was like, oh, this is good. Uh could I know what Steve thought about it? No. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, he probably walked the dog halfway through. No, no. I just, I, I wish that yeah. you would all listen to me and say that horror movies are so much better if you just ignore the gross parts. Like that's if you just like go like this and you, it's, it's great. Um, okay. So Kat's like, ooh, I juice, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't see that because I saw them go like this, and I'm like, I know where, I know where this is going. No, I was genuinely impressed. I, you, I, I always feel like I have to say this. My hatred of horror is well documented and demented. <laughs> so biased. I, but if it's if it's well written and has something to say, yeah. I'm always more on board. And I, I have to admit that for a movie that was released on Labor Day weekend, and I mean this is so important to me. Mm-hmm. We had the opportunity to review it. Jason and I missed sending the email on time. He was going to cover it. And we were like, whatever, it's Barbarian. It's coming out long. It's fine. We missed it. No big deal. And and it and it got all these great reviews. Why? It's like they didn't it, they didn't trust their own movie because you only mm. that is the worst weekend of the year, the worst okay. film weekend box office wise. Yeah, nobody's Labor home. Day. Nobody's home. Last Cottage prep for school. No one's ever there. That's why they have free weekend or whatever it is. They have like these super deals and mm. stuff for like $2 movies because no one goes to the theater. And uh, I was really impressed. The writing of this film, I I really truly did not know where it was going. Um, the shakeup of tones. I kind of, when, when Justin Long showed up, I'm like, okay, here comes the flashback. It mm-hmm. wasn't a flashback um the way that they shot it changes with every story Mm -hmm. um even to the backstory in the 80s they're using like almost pastel colors which i i mean cat you're right like that to me is how they would have shot the 50s like it's that nostalgic Mm -hmm. soft colors and it was like oh everyone's happy do 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 and but it was like but the one thing I would say about this film is that it wrapped it all up. It wrapped up its mysteries awfully quickly at the end because mm-hmm. they, they said all this and then they're like, oh, this is what it is. And it was like, oh, oh, OK. But but it's very rare that any of these films I've seen has any genuine surprises. Mm-hmm. And and this had genuine surprises. It was well written. Um. You know, I I didn't think it was the scariest horror movie I'd ever seen, but it was the the feels of it of the you know they they didn't need a lot of gore. I mean, they had the the mother herself that was terrifying, but they didn't need a lot of gore to scare you, which I respect. Yeah. They did a lot with sound and lighting, and uh, I, I I I actually I watched that and I was like, this is this really is good. Like this is well done. Yeah. Um, I don't it I I wouldn't say it's the best one I've ever seen but it's certainly one of the more interesting ones I've seen in the last couple of years. I'm I'm not going to not going to deny that. It was really well executed. Um which I did not expect. I mean, I just I mean the with a title like Barbarian. I mean, it's just I, maybe that maybe that's it too. Like it's a, 
there was no clues. Like I literally, I never heard. I didn't even know it was in theater. Oh, it was, it was in for like a week. And then it was like, it was that's done. sad. More people need to see it. It, it yeah. I mean, it, yeah, if, like, they'd, if they'd waited a month, it would have done much better, you know, mm-hmm. at least in October. That movie title was so intriguing to me because I was watching Smile in the theater with some friends. And then I saw like, oh, like now showing the trailer for Barbarian. And then I'm thinking like, okay, it's like a Viking kind of thing. But then yeah, now it's Viking. like, and like when you think about other movies, like Get Out, Scream, Don't Breathe, Invisible Man, you get a concept of like, okay, maybe you get a sense of where this could go. But Barbarian, you just have like no idea. All you get is like Bill Skarsgård on the trailer being really creepy and too nice. And then intercuts of a dark basement. And I, I like that mystery. Well, the poster is just her at the door. You yeah. see the poster is just oh. her opening the door. And I thought, okay, well, you know, that's a typical horror movie poster. Like, don't go in the door. Don't uh, do it. Don't go. No, don't go. Nope. Um, What do you think about the title? I mean, the title, I mean, it doesn't give anything away, but what do you think it means in this film? Who's the barbarian? What's a barbarian? Mm, I think it's debatable. You could say it's like the old guy who's Mm -hmm. in the Mm. woman. uh, Like, and torturing and like having kids with them or you could say like the obvious answer most people would say is like the woman who was inbred the she mother was, yeah the mother that's so funny mm-hmm. she I was you could say AJ. i didn't even take her as a barbarian that's so funny huh? i just took it as jason long and the old guy justin long sorry justin long sorry <laughs> My apologies for long <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess she could have been. Two, well, she could have been two. Excuse me, she could have been two. I guess. Yeah, um, I, I like love the movie that I just like delved into like research. Like, what the heck? Like, why is it called Barbarian? And there's so many like play on words that you could. Yeah, you could debate. Like, hey, that's cute. <laughs> but that's a barbarian, a barbarian is cute. Oh, the cat. That's- <laughs> yeah you could say um, barbarian that's cute <laughs> yeah like what is that definition of a barbarian it's just like an outsider that just comes in just to like wreck like a society or something and then when jason said like oh it could be the father like the guy played by richard brake who's actually uh, i like that guy he's played side characters as the creepy dude every single time yes, <laughs> like well. i've noticed him um you could say that he was the barbarian just causing mayhem like in old town detroit many years ago or the mother because just a straight up monster in a monster movie or like aj like someone who's just um what i guess he's like a coercive rapist mm-hmm. from from what they what the character is shown to be like a kind of like a someone who's just causing trouble for for women hmm. or um the the street that the house is in it's called barbary and the residents of barbary street really call them I, barbarians you're right <laughs> i didn't even pick that up huh i didn't realize that yeah it's kind of cool yeah. you know movies good when there's plays on uh on multiple ways to perceive something 
I thought he was a barber. That's what I thought he was, you know. I need a haircut. Um, yeah, no, it's... It, go ahead, Kat, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I. it's crazy you said that, because that street was almost barbaric. Like, it's down yeah. to the bones. It's destroyed. It's a wasteland, basically. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I listened to a podcast, these called dead meat and i think it's uh it's hosted by this couple who used to live in detroit and they talk about barbarian and they had a little bit of a commentary on like how detroit used to be like a great city where it's flourishing and there's all these like industries providing a lot of jobs and money into like the economy there and after just some things that happened there like people started leaving and less money was going into government and less government action was being taken to take care of the city itself. And that led to just, everyone always makes jokes about Detroit now. It's like, oh, it's a crappy town. You know, I, I don't know much about it, but then that's just like, there's there's always a reference of like, oh, like Detroit is an unsafe place. And I think I told Jason about it. Like um, in that podcast, a couple were saying like, Detroit used to have like a million and a half regular taxpayers like years ago and now there's only like half a million mm. and the it's a very shut down they all had to leave there was no economy right. there yeah and that happens in this i mean i don't know about the auto plant shutting down but that they he's talking to his neighbor and he's like this place is going down man we all gotta get out of here yeah mm -hmm. um yeah. you know we're all we're all leaving are, are you sticking around he goes i have nowhere else to go and he doubles down yeah. you know Oh, he had different ideas. Yeah, he <laughs> that's for sure. And, and hobbies. In a lucrative place there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like he could say like, like, poverty itself is barbaric, and that it destroys livelihoods of, of people individually and like as a society, neighborhoods and, and cities. Just a concept. Mm. Like, I was like looking up the definition for barbarian and it said in ancient times, a member of a community or tribe not belonging to one of the great civilizations, an uncultured or brutish person. Oh, you say that's the like unbelonging, a brutish area. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. I remember when I was in seminary way back in the day, one of the first exercises they had us do was they said, find out the meaning of the term barbarian. And it happened to be that word. And uh, because it, the word is used in scripture. And if I, I, I think it was barbarian. I'm fairly certain that it was. Because we all said, well, we looked it up and we're like, yeah. I mean, it just means it's a guy who comes in like a Viking and, you know, and is brutish. Um, but it was also interesting that the further down into the root word you got, it just means someone from the outside. Hmm. I don't know how that that may not apply to the film here, but I just remember like we were all sort of blown away by that because it, it, it shifts perspective. Like when we think of barbarian, we immediately get a picture of what a barbarian would be. Like Kat was saying, this is what the film's going to be about. This is the title of the film. Um, but the, the, the root meaning of the word actually just meant somebody visiting from the outside, uh, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting as well. I think it says too, today the adjective barbaric is most commonly used to describe an act that is either brutal or cruel to yeah. the point of savagery or primitive and uncivilized. Mm -hmm. 
while the barbarian is the person who commits such acts so that if you were looking at just that definition it's the guy who fathered all of these kids <laughs> yeah like this cycle that he was talking about like when you multiply and multiply and multiply like yeah that was pretty messed yeah. up <laughs> you know you know i will say i mean certainly that's the case i i will say one of the things i thought about this film and i think we've seen this a few times i know i know cat's feelings on the movie men um i i i think that uh one of the things i saw in this film and i want i want to talk about uh justin long and and this guy a little bit but I feel like we've been through a wave of of horror films that that speak to me too and we're getting some films now that are speaking to a new world on the other side of me too. If that makes any sense. And I'm not I'm not making any commentary on me too when I say that, but I mean this film and men specifically I feel like are really trying to get at men. Well, men is obviously getting at men, but trying to like, because Justin Long's character is a fascinating one. And I mean, ultimately he's despicable and we all despise him. Yeah. But he's not always despicable and despising, you know, no, like, he needs to meet his needs. So he'll do what he needs to meet his needs, which is exactly what he proved at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny when he pushed her off. And then when he was still alive, he was like, oh, you, you slipped. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. And that's, my fault. Uh, that's the ending. Yeah. It literally goes back to that, like, rape culture for men. Like, well, it wasn't my fault. When we started, you were wanting it. Or it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't rape. Like, at the beginning, she said, no, sure. But she got into it. Like, that really tied into why he was trying to explain yeah. away his responsibility when he pushed her off of the water tower like that really spoke to me a lot too because that's what you it's what people deal with all the time mm -hmm. causing yourself to double double think what you thought was really going on versus am i just being you know but he met his needs in both situations and then he gaslighted the girl yeah gaslit her both yeah. situations yeah <clears throat> Well, you know, his comment at the end in uh, in the bunker, uh, I thought was really interesting. He says, am I a bad person or just a good person who did a bad thing? I think that was answered loud and clear. Well, I think I think it's fair. I think it's fair. <laughs> I think my question was, though, is there a difference between the two? And I mean, he's a jerk like we like he is ultimately gets what he deserves and even even in that moment but there like i feel like there's these moments where where we get to see him going like because i think he says i need to make this right and then he's like nope yeah <laughs> it's like yeah i think he's um, just like a really immature person who didn't really take the situation seriously and also just thought that whatever happened there with the with the co-star like just wasn't his fault and like it was weird too because you see phone calls like he's like talking to his like mom on the phone and he just seems like a regular dude and they they play on that like 
like a nice guy who didn't do anything he just like talked a girl into like having sex with him but then like he doesn't see that underlying like he he basically just pressured her and she said yes because uh she felt pressured and he just doesn't see that and it's or like maybe he does like he's so self-aware that he just like rather not take responsibility you know like it's, it's weird like him doing like like this self-awareness thing to his actions and I, I thought it was interesting when he goes like in that cave and meets like the father and then sees what he's done and then he's like oh you you're sick like like what have you done and it's what his words there are true because the father was an evil guy with all those like sick tapes of the victims mm-hmm. but then it's just like like he, he himself too has done something very like despicable and like sexually assaulted a woman basically i don't know if that's the right term like assaulted yeah, but he did in a co- coercive um setting like he basically did and it's like a lesser evil like judging like a a, a purely evil guy <laughs> it was like deflection like he he was like shaming the old guy but he really wanted to say that to himself i think like Mm. when people like have insecurities or whatever they like deflected on other people what those insecurities are so i think he was like kind of trying to say that for himself because he i think he knows what he did was wrong but he's like in denial about it so that's what i yeah go ahead jay i was gonna say especially towards the end where he's just like oh i did a I'm a good person. I just did a bad thing. He's like trying to make it in his head right that he's still a good person and he separated himself from the bad deed. But then he yeah. obviously, he, his true colors are shown where he gaslights another girl and is like, oh, this is your fault. You fell. And uh, the situation was really stressful or whatever. Yeah. That's what I think. And I see it as that he is the epitome of male privilege and gaslighting and narcissism Mm -hmm. in that sense that like yes okay he seems like a good guy he's pissed off not that this girl is making an accusation that he raped her which it was right because he said well in the beginning she was saying no but then you know it kind of she stopped I'm like yeah that's when you go into freeze mode and you cannot Mm -hmm. move and you have tried everything that you can to get away and now you're just there trying to survive Um, This is what happens to women every day in these situations where they say, well, she was saying no, but then her body reacted and she liked it and she didn't, she didn't say no throughout. It's because you've never been in a situation where like, and God forbid anyone ever be in that situation where you have total and complete loss, not only of your safety, but of your own body, because Mm -hmm. your body is naturally reacting in a way that would say it was positive, but it's not. And he went from going, what the hell I'm going to like this, excuse me, it's the same thing. This bitch is ruining my life. So he was more mad. He was kicked off of the, the show. And then when he did go to Detroit and he was talking to his mom and his mom's like, sweetie, I know you would never do this. I wish you would come and visit us. Detroit is only a four hour flight. And instead of saying, 
I'm in Detroit. It's like, yeah, I got to go. There's a business call. And he goes straight to drinking with his friend and gets intoxicated and talks about the fact that like, you know me, you know me. I'm like, I'm a straight shooter. I go for what I want. I don't take no for an answer. And sure, she was saying no, like, we're literally justifying himself in that to his friend who was basically like, well, I know what the papers are saying, but I need to hear from you that you didn't do it. And he's like, well, it started out with no's, but it ended with that drunkenly calling a victim hmm. and leaving messages when he was told not to, and he has charges pending because he has to feel better about himself. And then saying like, and I don't want to be that like feminist, like hater, but like saying what everyone always says, I'm not a bad person. I just did a bad thing. Hmm everyone does bad things everyone needs to take responsibility and if you truly take that responsibility and you act on that and you create a new and healthier environment and give up your rights of feelings for someone else that's growing and that's the core of being a good person saying that to yourself to convince yourself and then in the exact same breath of saying i need to make this right and going right back into that self-preservation and gaslighting someone else after you sacrificed her her and her life at this point you've now moved up to throwing a girl off a water tower and instead of saying are you okay like oh my god he's like I'm sorry I'm sorry but you did start slipping and for women who have been through that kind of gaslighting and that kind of abuse it's it was very true to the fact that it is what happens because it's not always screaming and punching and and like getting into physical fights a lot of it is because of that so if you ask me was he a good person who just did something bad absolutely no he is not the barbarian but he is a barbarian and you're right he they look for oh well they, i'm not it's like when you go to jail for kids who do crimes against children but you're a murderer and everyone kills the guy who does the crimes against children because that's way worse than what I've done. Mm -hmm. It's that justification. But I don't know. I just felt really strongly about that in the movie. Like yeah. his character was very well done. It was very real. And it was very, I don't know. It, it spoke a lot about the situations like that. Uh, I have a question to propose for you guys. Uh, speaking on the topic of misogyny or maybe even like unconscious misogynistic tendencies i've heard um discussions on keith's character despite mm -hmm. him being the best guy the entire movie the fact that he he declared himself like old-fashioned and like i listed a bunch of things he did like he was very chivalrous to tess and like would like he basically said like oh like tess like like, I'm not going to let you sleep on the couch, like, with a young woman like you and offering her, like, a drink and and helping her with her duvet and, and like, the laundry. Like, although he was a very genuine guy, from what I heard is, like, he basically had tendencies that are considered misogynistic. It calls back to a time where women were just treated lesser, vulnerable, and in, always, like, in need of help from from a man and it would just like um it would just disregard tess's 
competency to be an independent person in that situation where like Keith could just could have just left Tess alone like all right like you do what you want and respect that but then instead like he kept being pushy and although he didn't do anything wrong like one might make an argument that like that pushiness and men towards women that's like chivalrous is what like is like I don't know, like 1% there to causing real harm towards women, where like how someone like AJ, you know, he's, he was probably being very chivalrous and nice to the woman that he eventually raped. But it's like that, that you know, the stepping stones to what causes all these like underlying issues towards women is uh, just goes back to like those misogynistic tones. And it, it's what made me think because it's like, I, I grew up, just being told just to respect women, you know, but then like we're, we're living in a time where um, in some parts of the world, like opening a door for women is like, might be considered like offensive. And it's, it's a lot to think about as, as a guy, but. Um, I don't know if opening the door for a woman is considered offensive. I think no, what you're what you're talking about, though, if I'm right, in this character, is somebody who insisted that he be in the position of doing these things. No, I will not allow yeah. you to sleep on the couch. No, I will not allow you to do these things because that is the right thing to do. I will not allow mm -hmm. you to do those things. Um, no, I think sure. that's a little different than opening the door for somebody. But I I, I hear what you're saying. No, it's it personally. I think it's harmless, but then it's just like some people, I I guess, um, are going against the concept of chivalry, like nowadays, that like a woman should just be able to open the door herself. And it's 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 a, I think it's a pretty relatively new concept that's just coming up nowadays, especially like after like the Me Too movement of just the discussion of like the role of, of men and then women. I don't know what you guys think. I thought Keith was a solid guy, but I just like, I've heard like um, discussions on like, even though he was a good guy, like the things, the old fashioned ideas that he does like um, are like symptoms to the larger issue yet. He's not the problem, but it's like the, the behaviors it's a subjective opinion it's it's interesting what do you guys think i can definitely see it that way like everything he was doing he was like the like a trying to be like i guess a white knight in a way like yeah. overly protective and like doing all those stereotypes and just assuming that she can't take care of herself and everything you know i could mm. like that like you guys remember the scene where she discovers like the like the um, the camera and the bed and the bucket and then uh, goes back to the front door and Keith is there and then Keith just refuses to believe her. It's like whoa, like like what are you talking about? It's just like not even like the benefit of the doubt. It's just like like he means well, but then it comes off as like you sound crazy. And it it's like you could see it when the cops do it as well. Like oh like there's no murderer there. You sound crazy. And it's just like, you take away just the, the, the woman's voice in that situation. Like I, <laughs> there's many times where like, 
women in my life will say something and I'll just believe them straight up. And it's interesting that there was a time before where like men would just question women, like, are you sure? And, and like seeing that in the movie is like pretty, pretty interesting. You know, um, as the oldest person on the podcast, I say that. Oh, really? In, yeah. This in this one. <laughs> I'm so much younger, Daniel. <laughs> I will. I say that. I say that for Cat's benefit. Um. No, I. You know. This is Steve's internal misogyny coming out right yeah. now, guys. <laughs> kidding Sorry. no i was gonna say the i mean i i've i've been through a lot the last five six years um and and reprocessing a lot of things and um you know the things that we're talking about here i mean i look i look back on you know young steve and young steve thought he was a good guy um but man he was he was privileged and selfish and and um acted poorly um and and it's and and but there was a certain like the the type of attitude that you you're talking that you're talking about daniel with the you know like well you know you there was just sort of this attitude i can only say that i had um that i thought i knew better whether it was just because i was i don't know whether it was masculinity or whether it was just me i i, I don't know hmm. um or your station like you were a maybe. white male who had a like good income household and you were yeah. part of a christian church which is predominantly white so like what are you gonna know until we get into fights every thursday <laughs> well i think of this and and i i honestly uh, you know speaking speaking to you i'm grateful that you're still in my life you stuck with me all these years as my friend and that we're still having these conversations i'm truly grateful um because i've lost friends along the way i've hurt people along the way yeah and I'm just speaking personally now. This is aside from the film. But I really, you know, a, you know, a film like this, the last five years even, I'd say last five, six years, I've, I've really put myself under the microscope and been trying to own, own old Steve, young Steve, as, and, and, and do better. And a film like this reminds me of the subtleties of these conversations. You know, there's more to it than than broad strokes. And uh, well, go ahead. Sorry, somebody you're gonna say something. Sorry, me? Yeah, I thought somebody was saying something. Oh, well, I mean, like it's subtleties nonetheless. Like, I think the world could use a bit more Keith in their life. <laughs> like, just people who are Keith and Justin dead. Long <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then like some people may disagree but I think it's just my opinion that um that 
it's very easy nowadays to just not trust your neighbors and and we're just in a in a time right now where like people are are locking their doors and that they should but it's interesting that there was a time before going back to the movie um in in that flashback in the 80s where people were just letting people in their lives or like pe- people were just like letting, letting other them into their houses inside their houses and it's one of those things where it just feels like a fantasy now and that just the time that like i'm born in where you should just always be prepared for for anything it, it's it's um i don't know how to put it but going back to like like the subtleties of behaviors of internal misogyny i think um that's a subjective opinion and that it's an objective issue if actions occur from those misogynist uh like subtleties maybe like keith was like like he could have been a bad guy just from the things he was doing, but he clearly wasn't. And then you see AJ, he was clearly a bad guy. And then, and the father too was the worst guy ever. And it's just one of those things of like, as a viewer, you're wondering like, how much do you really trust Keith just by what he's doing? I don't know if I'm getting to a point somewhere. (laughs) I think if like two points, sorry, let me make sure that I get them out. The first is, I can see what they're saying about Keith. And I think you nailed it on the head, right? Like they're in society. I feel like we've seen it in a lot of ways, but any extreme is not good, right? Like if you're, there's extreme feminism and there's this extreme masculinity, there's, there's the chivalry that has been lost because of it, because it's like, I sometimes feel like and I hate talking about this stuff because I just think of immediately getting blasted for it by other females, but I love chivalry. I had someone open a door for me, like make sure I like was in the car okay and did all of those things for me. And I felt strange because it's not being done very much anymore. And it's something that just shows respect for the other person. I can be chivalrous to you and hold the door open for you sometimes if you're carrying stuff. But when people start kind of tearing that stuff down is when it all gets blurred. And I think where Keith's, maybe Keith was like the little seedling of like misogyny and narcissism in mm-hmm. the movie. And then it grew into these two other men because like you said it exactly. I have no problem with people being chivalrous, but when you're taking someone's power away, that's that's exactly yeah. what I said. That's where the line gets drawn. Like, no, thank you. I don't want tea. Well, I see you didn't drink the tea I made you. And forcing the whole like stay on the bed, don't stay on the bed. There's there's battles to be won and lost. But for women, and this is gonna sound so crazy, but I just saw Mean Girls the musical last night. And <laughs> that they, does sound crazy. <laughs> it was very good, but they had a really good part in it, and it talked about um, when all the girls were fighting and all of that stuff. That men are, <laughs> men are raised or ha- were in the past, and I think more equity is coming in now but men were ways to be the fighters the aggressors and like you know go for it 
and women right. were, I was like, oh my gosh, are you just disagreeing completely? It's like, yeah. no. And women were the sharers and had to like, you have to think about your friends, you have to share, you have to do this. And that leads into subtle mm. things like with Keith saying, being so kind to her. And he was like, if he was a genuine person, he maybe was a little bit awkward, but he was being trying to be genuinely welcoming her. And then it comes to the part where she finally gets out of the house and he, she tells him all that stuff and he doesn't believe her. And he looks at her and says, well, can you at least hold the door so that I can go down and look? And yeah. every woman's head in every girl's head, it would be like, <laughs> he was so nice to me yesterday. Like a feeling of almost like owing of like, mm-hmm. he was so nice to me yesterday. I know in my brain that I am not going to do well and this isn't going to go well, but you know what? Fine. If you want to check it out, I have to return the favor of kindness and and do that and then gets herself screwed in the in the end it's just that ingrained nature of being brought up share put others first in women and it was the same thing in mean girls is how it kind of like came up which is what connects it but that spoke volumes when you could see her internal struggle and he was so nice yesterday if he had been an asshole yesterday yeah forget him not ignored her, but was rude to her. She would have never helped him, but she owed him something as mm-hmm. a female. And for your comment, Steve, just quickly, <laughs> that's the difference that I was speaking of, of a barbarian or a narcissist. That guy, Justin Long. Yeah. Uh, he, am I a bad person? Or like, did I do a bad thing? Or am I a bad person? Throws a girl off the water tower you say I did some bad, I did some things in my past that I'm not proud of and I feel like I hurt people and lost them along the way I am taking the time to internally review myself and make change not within others and not within society within myself that would change me into a person that I feel like I would be I mean, not that you shouldn't be proud of yourself, but what you were saying, like I'm, I'm, I've spent the last five years internally thinking that is the difference between narcissism and like, did I do a bad thing, but I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. I would say completely. And that's a perfect example of the parallels between him and like what you're saying about life as a male in society who does carry a lot of privilege. But maybe I'm just a loud mouth. And that's no. me being a female again. <laughs> <laughs> I love your thoughts, Kat. It's very, very thoughtful. <laughs> I knew she'd add a lot to this conversation. <laughs> nice. It feels so good in like an intelligent conversation. So right? Over it. a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel says that like he's shocked, but that's only because he's been on a the others are like, oh, we've had great conversations on movies before. Daniel's like, what? <laughs> it's like, um, I was on a separate but similar note. I just started playing uh, Christmas music in my truck. Michael Bublé um, Christmas <laughs> playlist. I'm getting to it. Wait, wait. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. Really. Trust the process. Really, really. Michael Bublé sings Baby Don't Go Outside with, with a Woman. Oh yeah, and man, I I I can't believe how creepy it is. <laughs> it's a terrifying song. Yeah, uh, baby, it's cold outside. Baby, don't go outside. I gotta go away. Baby, don't go outside. I don't think <laughs> it was chivalrous. Don't he doubles think. her drink. 
he he makes her drink a double cat. I don't think that's that's chivalrous at all. I just like yeah. it. She goes, then hey, like, what's in this drink? It's so <laughs> weird because it's like back then, I guess Frank Sinatra and whoever wrote it, they were like, oh, this is an erotic, um, mm -hmm. interesting song for, for all women in this time. But, you know, give it like five, six decades. It's it's purely wrong. You, know? <laughs> you take away the power of the woman. She wants to go outside. He doesn't like doesn't like doesn't care that there's a snowstorm outside. She wants to go home where it's safe. With, um, it's true. <laughs> yeah, coercion. Um, well, I mean, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap, start to wrap it up? Because we've been at this for a while now. She's like, get off my, get off my Zoom. I need. No, 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 no. I could keep going. I'm just saying. I noticed episodes all. We're hitting an hour, so it's like. A... Um, you guys remember the scene where um, AJ finally comes to the house and he's like, like inspecting it. It's like, who's staying over here? And then sees like the, the stuff there and calls like, anyways, like later uh, he discovers the, the stairs, like the, the hidden stairs. Yeah. The green. And then, like, the, <laughs> like the comparison of Tessa's reaction versus AJ, who's like, uh, an opportunist like oh like is this like extra square footage i could sell <laughs> to like take, to make more money and him like using a, a measuring tape like with his butt like towards the downstairs just measuring it kill me yeah. there are, oh there are so many little moments where i think oh here's a glimmer of humanity and then he flips it every time yeah like, oh it's such oh, a great play a comedy for a horror movie because <laughs> it's like that's that's a trope right there you, you don't trust the basement but this guy just measures it and like sees it as money he sees the rape room with the camera yeah. and he's like jackpot <laughs> starts measuring like like the walls and everything but uh, i meant to say was um um it it cuts to like the measuring tape like being pulled right mm -hmm. and then like um the camera goes to like a like a zoom like a fisheye zoom and like i thought that was like really effective like because the movie does a lot of things where like the cameras is in like a fisheye lens and you're like almost like scanning like the the surroundings of tess or like of, yeah. of aj and I, it, I think it added to like the suspense of, of like just a of the movie Cute. it was really well executed although yeah. Although I have tape measures in the house. I don't know how, what tape, where he buys his tape measures. That's the world's <laughs> longest tape measure. I have never you seen don't one. Have, you don't have a 30 foot tape measure. <laughs> yeah. This big. <laughs> is that a Jaws reference where like the tape is just like being pulled towards? Like, oh, what the heck is Maybe. that? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was clever. You're right. They did really well creating that. Like, cause I remember that I was watching it on the computer, but I even like covered the screen like this so I could get a better look <laughs> into the darkness. I was like, what am I missing? Yeah. It's like, if you just squint enough, you can get a whole look. I thought I saw her in one the scene where he goes to open that other door, like where he's following the bell. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then he he has the door, and I swear I saw her lurking up behind him, and then he just opened the door, and I was like, mm. "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was well done." 
Well done. Um, sorry. Uh, can, can I talk oh. more? Yeah. So if you have more, yeah. <laughs> no. What did you guys think of? Sorry. What did you guys think about the ending? Where I felt like they, when AJ pushes Tess off to distract the uh, mother, and then mother jumps down and catches her, and basically the mother sacrifices herself. I think I shed a tear in that moment because, like, something that I was afraid of in that movie, it made me realize, like, oh, this the mother, she's a she's a victim of rape and incest, and she's super terrifying. But they they put more humanity in her than we ever got for AJ. It's and true. It was it was a very, I think that's one of the reason like why I really just love the movie like all these twists and turns not just in the plot but then like the characters themselves you realize who's good and who's bad and the the monster that's clearly bad because that's what we're meant to believe in the horror movie becomes good but like but because of it like um mother's nature from from incest and just like having all these uh like issues that that came up with it and um when AJ uh, tra- like like gets killed by the mother, and then you just see like um, Tess is like talking to the mother, and the and the mother is just like like baby, like I just wanted to cry, man, because it's just like like mother could have been just a regular person, like but then like like it didn't have to be like that for mother, and then they just the movie ends with Tess shooting the uh, mother and it's just like it's so heart wrenching, but also like a good way to end the movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was a really sad scene, and I I, I love them. I love them for doing that. Yeah, it's, it was interesting that perspective too, because then you kind of root for the mother to to kill mm-hmm. the day because he's like clearly the barbarian in that situation. Like you, you want him to die and pay for what he has done. I don't know if I wanted AJ to die. <laughs> oh, I'm okay with AJ dying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, root for the mother is a little bit higher than I would have said. But no, no, that, I sympathize for the mother. Sympathize, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, she did rip a guy's arm off in the scene prior, so you know. Oh yeah. She, <laughs> Her uh, perspective. That homeless yeah. man kidnapped her baby. That is true. That is a fair point. That's a good headline. <laughs> I I was actually so surprised at how much honor it gave its 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 villain, and I'm using the term villain in air quotes because yeah. obviously this conversation we've talked about who the real villains are, but um i i did not expect i i expected it to be almost a mindless beast not a not a victim of trauma the misogyny, the misogyny. That, that's fair. I'm just kidding. That. oh you're joking never mind <laughs> <laughs> no that's i was thinking easy. about that she's just a mindless beast that woman <laughs> but it does you're right that was her mother instinct is to protect her baby even though she it wasn't true and she was the scary part of the movie the barbarian but like she was exactly what you said a victim like this man Mm -hmm. since the 80s it's been going on yeah it's interesting to 
make a monster and then add that gender dimension to it and then almost like it, it humanizes mother and it, it it turned the movie over its head for me like i was just shocked like oh yeah like um it, it, i can sympathize for mother now because like it, it's not her fault like i'm, I'm giving a mother like a, a pronoun like her <laughs> like mother was too afraid to go in father's cave where AJ was easily able to go to because mother was clearly afraid of, of, of the father. And it's like, there, there's humanity in her. Uh, I mean, irredeemable, of course, because she probably killed so many people. But then it's like, she's the victim of, of just internal misogyny, rapist, you know, like, like the worst parts of men that like is bred just from hate towards women. And it's, it's very interesting. And, and it's something just to reflect about, like, as a society, like, moving forward, like, how can we just make sure these things never happen between men and women? Kill all the men. <laughs> just kidding. Agreed. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, you're right. And I, that was a, that's such a good point about her not being able to go into hmm. the guy's room. And, I mean, I think I'd go a little insane if I'd have to, if I was underground and had to watch that breastfeeding video for however many years she was alive. Yeah. That was so creepy. Yeah. 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 Well, like a hairy nipple. On that note. (laughs) um, Barbarian is just all men. Because every instance in this movie, a man shows up. They're always portrayed in a negative light. Like, even in the beginning where he gets, she gets the call from the boyfriend, Marcus. He's like mm. phone, but she's like, oh, this guy again. I'm like, no. Maybe this movie is a like a feminist masterpiece in disguise. Just so you know. Well, if I'm right, it was directed by a man. Yeah, Zach Krager, which is I think that's I think is very interesting as well. Like again, with this is going back to our conversation mentioning about men. Mm. Um like I think it's great. We we've got in the last few years we've gotten far more diversity, far more uh, female directors taking the lead. I do find it interesting whenever a man takes a film and and tries to delve into toxic masculinity. It's like they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Now I it was uh, did he write it? I don't know if he wrote it. I'm just checking here to see. I don't know who wrote the film. But uh, it, it is very interesting to me that that is because in many ways, like in some ways, I would love to see this directed by a woman. Mm. See how it, a lot of people different. say that, but like maybe this is men figuring it out and taking that step to be like, we're seeing that these things are happening and we want to talk about them in a more open forum. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, it is almost like there was a scale of. I guess toxic masculinity of like Keith, he was the best guy, and uh, I I actually loved his character. But then when I when I bring up like uh, the subjective piece on like maybe the way he was very chivalrous is like like the seed to all these issues. He's like at the good end mm-hmm. of the spectrum, and then you get the father at the end, and then AJ is um I don't know where you guys want AJ, probably closer to the father, but not too close because. Someone yeah. you could run into every day. 
Oh, jeez. I hope not. Um, just to clarify, he is the sole credited writer for the film as well. Oh, wow. Writer and director, Zach Krieger. Um, but no, I think that too. I really think that I like that, that. That that was the thing I thought was interesting about men when we had that conversation, Kat. Aside from all the craziness of the film, I felt like it was men trying a man trying to figure out what's wrong with men. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's where you have that other extreme where women are like, I don't want to be mansplained, but right. like about this, and it's like that's not what's happening. This guy's just bringing up a topic. I don't care who brings up the topic and who causes people to think. As long as they're thinking. Hmm. Yeah. I get canceled. <laughs> Not on this show. Yeah. <laughs> We're all good people here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, oh, this has been so much fun. I would love to hear, but uh, we should start to wrap it up just mm -hmm. for time's sake. We should screen it or skip it. So, Barbarian, screen it or skip it? Or stream it, I guess. Stream because it's on Disney Plus. Screen it. Jason, sorry, you said something. I didn't hear you. I said screen it. Yeah, stream it. Yeah, absolutely. Screen it, stream it. It's a shame that it wasn't in theaters longer. More people mm -hmm. need to watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really appreciated the film. Um, it was hard to watch, <laughs> um, but not because it's a bad film, but because it was a good film and it caused me to, uh, well, I, my brain was going a mile a minute when I was watching it. It was, it was really well, really well done. Yeah. Um, thank you all. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking about this with me. I appreciate it. Kat, thank thanks, you for coming on last minute. I, I yeah, thanks for having me. This was a great. I laughed because um, I don't know if Daniel knows, but we watched a horror movie once um, for Screenfish and Steve got so scared he walked the dog halfway through. So that's why today I was like, did you walk the dog or did you actually watch the movie? <laughs> okay. It was for The Conjuring, yeah. which is very different than this film. Okay. Yeah. This is more of a suspense thriller with horror elements. That's just like yeah. people being possessed. I'm like, not my thing. Um, Did you do your outro? No, I haven't yet. Oh, I, I was, was about like, to. Screen it. Screen it. Yeah, it's a screen, screen it for me. It's a screen it. And uh, so thank you all again. And a, a reminder for you at home. Uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And you can like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you go to the podcast page on screenfish.net, you can download Fishing for More, some small group questions to help you get the conversation started where you are uh, about the film and try and get some of these fantastically complex issues. Uh, I believe we are back next week. I think we're talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, but there might be a bit of a scheduling issue. Um, but thank you all again for being on and for you at home. We started the conversation. This was Screenfish. Screenfish.